there is something that's called la fofole supposedly these are children that died through some horrific accident to where they're demon-like children and they appear in the shape of lights that try to get you to follow them so you'll be lost forever in the swamps yeah when you hear like scraping claws underneath the bed and it moves and uh you can i was so terrified dude i pulled the blanket over my head i could hear whatever it was breathing outside the sheet <laughs> when i was a little gaffer there we got into a car accident hit a moose my mom ended up under the steering wheel of the car and she had a big hand-shaped bruise on her shoulder. It was like somebody pushed her underneath the steering wheel. My mom should have gotten decapitated. The weird part was we hit a moose and we had a moose hanging from the rear view mirror. The only other thing that I could think of would be a bear, but there's no bears in that area either. It's just not the right habitat for them. And when you see that a bear, a bear's gonna move. It's gonna take off for the most part. And this thing just happened and did nothing. This material world that you're told is bound by science and everything else, obviously, obviously science and physics are very important. There is so much more out there that is left to study, that is left to learn about. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Investigation Cryptoparology. Sit back, get relaxed, and crack open your favorite cold beverage as we dive deep into the abyss of what we were told couldn't possibly exist. Hi, welcome to Investigation Cryptopharology. I'm Will Francis. Today, we are going to be talking to Blair Martin from the mountains of Tennessee, who makes something extremely neat. Welcome to the show, Blair. Hi, thank you, Will. How are you? Uh, could be better. <laughs> Couldn't we all? So, uh, you make a stuffed animal that I had never seen anybody make before. Would you like to talk about that? Well, um, how it started. Well, let's go back way back. Um, when my kids were little and they're not little anymore, I made dolls and teddy bears so I could be a stay at home mom and be able to make money so I could stay home. And I probably made about 500 teddy bears and about a thousand dolls and they went all over the world and then life changed and life situation changed and I quit making them for a very long time. Well, my husband, my new husband, the best husband ever, he um, gave me a really cute little stuffed Sasquatch for Christmas. Cause he knows how much I love it. And I said, honey, I think I can do better than this. I've made these kind of things before. Let me try. He said, go for it, make it. So I started ordering stuff and start ordering materials and i said let me see what i can come up with that was in january and it's going very well well good so um do you sell these i do i do nice okay well so, so the next question would be is uh, how would people get in contact with you I do have a website. Uh, well, I have a Facebook page. I'm trying to keep everything very simple and just look for kiss my squatch designs. Um, I'm the only one out there. You'll see my little, one of my little guys pop up and you'll know exactly who it is. So do you have any of these on hand that, that you could show the, that you show the listeners? I do. 
I do. Um, let's see. Who do you want to start with? I guess we'll start with Willie. And each one is named. Um, it tells me its name as I'm making it. And I just go with it. And that's how we they end up with their names. And this is Willie. Oh, He's that, a big guy. <laughs> they are 18 to 20 inches tall. And they are fully jointed head, arms, and legs. So their heads do turn completely. And they've got little elbows and knees, so they're very, very poseable. And they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun to set up. And, and oh, of course, the big feet. <laughs> Can't have a big foot without big feet. Oh, no. Also, um, with the name, each one um, gets a tag. Let's see if I can show that. Each one gets a tag with his name and his number, or her name and number along with my card and then the back is signed by me because these are collectibles they're not toys right they're signed by me and there's a date and because they're kiss my squatch design each one has a little red where is yours willie right there a little red kiss on its bottom <laughs> hence the name kiss my squatch kiss my squatch yes <laughs> um so that was willie um i do have Here's Grizz. He's more of a, he's more of a scruffy guy. And he's got the more of a or face, facial hair. And again, he's the same size as Willie. And nice. the big, the big feet. Um, there's a lot of them. Um, any color you'd want to see? I've got white ones. I've got gray ones. I've got <laughs> red ones. The whole gamut. Well, you're basically sticking to just sticking to the thing with Sasquatch. Sasquatch not only being one color. So. Right, right. Oh, and there is a baby that I'm working on. I've sent one out, but I've got a little 15-inch baby. Oh. And this one's named Twig. And he's, again, fully jointed, has cute little feet. And nice. They're, they're been fun. I sent one out for an order a couple days ago. Now, how much do these normally run? Okay. Well, considering that each one of my squatches takes me about 14 hours to make from start to finish, they're not inexpensive. They are collectibles. And the big squashes are $150 each, and the babies are $125. Well, that's, that's not bad. I mean, all things considering material, time, you know, it's what a lot of people don't understand. I mean, uh, I, I do hand-drawn artwork or, and then artwork on the computer, and what people seem to forget is that it's not just, you know, me putting the art on the paper or digitally on the computer, you know, it's also the time, you know, and it's the, the trade itself and how long it takes to learn the trade. There's right. a lot that really goes into it. I mean, mm -hmm. so, so it can't be a just, you know, okay, well, you're my friend. Can you draw this for free? No, <laughs> not that for free. I'm sorry that you're my friend. And, you know, it, 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 I'm sorry you're my friend. <laughs> It's, it's an unfortunate circumstance that you came to me to, for me to do something professionally and you want me to do this for free. That would be like going to a garage and say, hey, can you fix my car for free? I mean, yeah, because I've got a really cool car. So why don't you just fix it up for me? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I had a lady complain the other day on the price and I said, I'm very sorry. I said, these are handmade. I'm sure that if you look around on the Internet, you'll find something that meets your price range a little better. But I'm I, I can't go down on my price. I hope you understand. Totally, yeah, it's totally understandable. Well, well, at least I understand it. And my listeners should understand it because, you know, but, you know, like I said, uh, this podcast actually reaches corners of the planet that you wouldn't think they would even have access to the Internet. There's uh, from the, the logistics side from Spotify, they actually told me that there's been uh, 
listeners in a little village in Africa that don't even have internet. How they get internet is beyond me. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> so that's they're crazy. hearing it everywhere. Wow. Just wow. mind blowing. But uh, so what led you to, to go to Tennessee from uh, all the way from the West Coast? Well, um, oh, can I say this without sounding political? Uh, Oregon was changing. Um, mm. I grew up in a tiny little town in the middle of the desert in Oregon, two hours from the nearest Walmart. And um, sadly, that it was changing so much that I didn't want, we didn't want to be there. And my husband said, what do you think about Tennessee? I'm going, sounds good to me. He, he was raised in Texas. Okay. And um, I said, let's give it a try. So we found this little, it was house is a really good word for it. Um, shack that had nothing inside. It was just a shell on two acres. And we came out on vacation and purchased it and moved out six months later. Nice. Yeah. I can't blame you there. I mean, I, I started out in North Carolina in the, uh, actually in the hills in the uh uh was it the uh, Tahlequah boundary mm -hmm. which is basically just butted right up against Tennessee mm -hmm. <laughs> so I started out there I moved from there I moved down to the Piedmont down around uh, Gastonia North Carolina Gaffney South Carolina area and you know my mom died and my mom was the glue that held the family together so you know when the family started turning on each other i said okay we're done and i had a brother that lived here in idaho mm -hmm. that i knew about that's one of my father's many children that he produced as he was driving a long haul truck oh my <laughs> <laughs> so i contacted him and i'm like hey you know do you have any room and he's like well, why and i told him and He's like, yeah, just come on out. So we packed up the little uh, 80-something blazer that we had with whatever we wanted to take, and out we came. I've been in Idaho many times. So. You know, it's it, it's a wonderful place to live. North Carolina is okay to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. Mm -hmm. This is very different from what we're used to, but we really love the land. We really love you know our little house on the hill, on the mountain, away from everybody. It's nice. It's a good oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, my uh, one of my uncles actually lived in Boone, North Carolina, for a long time, and he actually lived on a mountain, on a mountain. I mean, it, there was no uh, grassy areas and stuff. They actually, he had a lot of money at the point in time. I don't know where he got it, but he had a lot of money. And him and uh, his first wife, Dawn, actually had a section of the mountain blown out and had the house built right into it. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well, that, that cost you a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never asked. Don't want to know. <laughs> so have uh you yourself had any uh experiences or anything with sasquatch um well i've always been interested in sasquatch i um was always fascinated by patty and the patterson gimlin film and all mm -hmm. of that um grew up in oregon up in the woods mushroom hunting and fishing and and camping and all of that and i was always watching i ever since i saw that film i always watched i always thought maybe there's something out here maybe there's something out here and um, after we moved here to Tennessee, living in the woods, uh, we had an interesting thing happen a couple of years ago. We were laying in bed and had this horrible smell come over us and it smelled like poop and garbage. And I'm like, mm. oh, that's nasty. And I asked my husband, I said, do you smell that? He says, no. I said, just, just smell. And he went, oh yeah, I smell it. What is that? I said, oh, I don't know what that is. It just smells like poop and garbage. 
And I said, do you think it might be a Sasquatch? He's like, oh, I don't know. You know, it might be. So we just kind of let it go and it would waft in and out, in and out. And pretty soon it just was gone, the smell. So a couple days later, uh, the neighbors that live behind us, a couple, an elderly couple called and said, we have some stuff we want you to take a look at. Can you come over? I said, sure. So we went over there and the wife grabbed me right away. And she said, I need to talk to you. I said, okay, what's wrong? She says, and of course, in the Southern Blar, I got something to tell you. <laughs> I said, okay, what, what is going on? She says, I saw something out in the yard and it weren't no man. It weren't no man. I promise you it weren't no man. It was huge. I said, okay, well, let's talk about this. She said she was walking out to the shop and she looked over and there was some deer in the yard, not too far from the back of the house. And she said that she looked at him and she turned and something stood up. A bl something black stood straight up and turned and looked at her mm -hmm. and she said her heart was going 100 miles an hour and she doesn't know that i didn't know i was in a bigfoot she had no idea and i said well show me what happened she said he just walked right over there and she kept saying it weren't no man it weren't no man <laughs> over and over again she's my husband won't believe me but it weren't i said okay so i walked over to where she said it walked into the the forest and there was a big broken off tree and I said, I'm going to raise my hand up and you tell me when to stop is how tall it was. She said, okay. Mm -hmm. And I got up to about seven feet. And she says, that's how big it was right there. I said, that's really cool. Well, sadly, there's so much leaf litter and stuff. You couldn't see any prints or see anything like that. But I said, when did you see this? Or when did you, yeah, what night did you see this? She said, I saw it on Friday night. And I said, that's strange because we smelled some nasty stuff coming through our window Friday night. Mm. So. I can't say that's what it was, but it sure sounds good to me. Well, I've I've had the you know, experiences and times to where I've smelled that before, and then times mm -hmm. when I've you know come up on them and not smelled anything at all. Yeah, and you know it's 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 been a long it's a long held belief that in the summertime you'll smell it really really bad, and in the wintertime mm -hmm. it's it's not so prevalent. And mainly because, okay, if you, if you think about how we eat things like apples and fruit and mm -hmm. stuff like that, and we get juices all over us, well, we know to wipe it off. They don't right. wipe it off. They just leave it there. So whatever they're eating, probably not cooked. I mean, there there have been reports of, uh, of hunters finding, you know, fires out in the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. not understanding how it could have been created or, you know, a used fire pit and you know, things like that with animal bones in it. So Right. We don't really know because, you know, as another podcaster, uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it from Sasquatch Chronicles, Wes Germer, as like, yep. as like he says all the time, uh, nobody has one in their garage and we're not studying it. So that's right. There's no we, experts. We really don't know. There's a lot right, of, no. there's a lot of people that, that hypothesize about what's going on and what's happening. You know, it, we don't know until we, until we know. That's right. That's exactly right. And unfortunately, I mean, the way things have always gone, you know, people can call it can call it a conspiracy theory or whatever they want to call it. But the only reason why the government will not come out and say these things are real, like, you know, the uh, government of mm -hmm. Africa with the, the uh, silverback gorillas, mm -hmm. they didn't want to come out and say that they were real because they knew that people would immediately go into the jungle and try to find them. Right. And it would be, you know, detriment to the environment, to the species, and to the people going in. Mm -hmm. So the government of Africa staved off for a long time, even after Jane Goodall 
you know, came out with pictures and everything. Mm. These things exist. They still denied it because they didn't want other people that weren't professional going into the jungle and just tearing up the jungle and, and killing the gorillas or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I believe wholeheartedly that Sasquatch falls under the same rules. That's very you know, possible. Pe people may not be government and maybe, you know, other entities higher than government just don't want the, you know, and I, and I don't say this in a, in a derogatory term, but your typical everyday gun toting, you know, beer chugging redneck running out into the woods, killing these things. I yeah. Mean, because they could tear up a lot of property in the process. Yeah, I don't think they'd fare well if they tried. Well, no. <laughs> no. Um, our uh, history with Sasquatch, the Cherokee history, they, they had the, the Sasquatch had a name, and it was called Stone Man. Mm -hmm. And everybody says, well, what does that mean? Well, that means literally, and, and this has been passed down from generation to generation, and we actually have hard copy, uh, you know, uh, tales written on deer hide. Wow. Right? Because, you know, we didn't have paper. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then the uh, Cherokee syllabus, when it was devised, you know, and we began having a written language, we had to write stuff down and record it somehow. Mm -hmm. So, on these hides, it actually tells uh, a time, not in North Carolina, but in Oklahoma. It was after the Trail of Tears. Mm-hmm. In Oklahoma, I don't know where in Oklahoma because it doesn't it doesn't say it just points to that direction that there was a um, conflict between cousins or grandfathers of what, what which were you know or let's say how, how cousins or grandfathers or uh, family how it's mm -hmm. referred to right there was a conflict and arrows were shot at this thing and the arrows just pinged off of it. It didn't make any any contact, so they started calling them Stone Man, mm -hmm. and especially in the mountains, they were called Stone Man because they would always be found living in the rocks. Very cool. So, now, see what I had heard about that is they covered themselves with mud and it got very hard, and they looked like walking oh yeah. stones. Well, I mean, when you start really digging into it, that's the that's actually the, the logistics of the matter is they're covered in mud. They're covered in dirt. They're covered mm -hmm. in leaves and sticks and branches and everything else, and it just cakes on top. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. I mean, it's it, it's it's natural armor. I mean, I wouldn't want to <laughs> shoot one. I mean, I, I've heard of people shooting them and shooting at them, and I'm like, why? I mean, if you hit this thing, you're just going to make it mad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't need something that big mad at you. Well, no, that'd be like uh, <laughs> making a, a making a rhino mad and then jumping into a Prius, thinking you're going to be safe. Yeah, Hulk mad. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk smash. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you told me earlier that you were pressure cooking sweet potatoes. Yes, sir. Um, I got into canning about a year ago with my sister, and now I just can't wait to fill up more, 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 more. <laughs> I well, want to. Well, I mean, that's good. That's great. The, the more you can can, the more you can put back, the more you'll be able to survive off of it. It's, it's a, uh, a self-sustaining thing. So Yes, and that's what one of the other reasons we moved up here is so we could do that. Um, we have enough property that we can hunt. We have wild mushrooms. We have wild blueberries. We have a lot of different things here that we can sustain on, so we love it. Oh, so you pick and eat wild mushrooms. That's where you've seen Sasquatch. <laughs> no, not those kind. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you can probably find those kind. 
I wouldn't even know what they looked like, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's one that's called a false moral, right? Yes. And and that and and that that little thing, uh, whereas you can boil it and it tastes really good after you boil it and you drain mm -hmm. the water off of it. If you don't boil it first, um, you may be able to actually see God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we do get morels, but not the false ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually uh, I interviewed a a potential guest, and then they decided they didn't want to be on the show, which is fine. I mean, I don't have an issue with that. But they were they were a, a mushroom hunter and mm -hmm. ginseng hunter from the hills of North Carolina, and they mm -hmm. told they were telling me about this, and I'm like, what do you mean by you can meet God? And and he says, well, there are several type of mushrooms out there, including a false moral. Uh, if you don't boil it first and, you know, and, and boil basically all the yeah. toxicity off yeah. of it, he said, you eat it and you can taste sound and hear colors. Oh my, <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. No, I'm I, my, my biggest thing is maybe a margarita on a weekend. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, honestly, I've, I've always wondered what, uh, purple sounded like. So, hmm. Maybe bagpipes. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got a few more. Would you like me to share a few more with you? Yeah, so a few different colors. Okay. Let's see. This one is hickory. I don't know if you can see his big red, big gingerness. Oh, yeah. He's a big guy. I love him. Um, I love taking the pictures outside when I do photos, too, so people can see them in the woods. I think it kind of adds to what happens. Um, this one is kind of special. She's going out for an order this week. Uh, come here, you. I do little females, and she's got the, the crown of flowers. And uh, the lady wanted her to have the scruffy face. I usually don't know females with the scruffy face, but you that's what you want. You get what you want. <laughs> hey, Patty, Patty had a scruffy face. She sure did. She sure did. And let's see. There's one more back here. This one's kind of special. This one's a Yeti. And his name is Finn. And he's he's kind of got the wild look. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, of course, the big feet. What blow what blows me away is, is is how you're able to recreate the shagginess of the fur um, or hair. Yeah, I just have to really get. I'm really careful about what I get. Um, a lot of this fur costs about forty dollars a yard, so it's not. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> it's not cheap. No, I don't. I don't go cheap. I don't. I don't want cheap. I want something that that makes people feel special when they get it and feel like it's something that's a, a true collectible. Yeah. The closest thing that I have to anything relating in an item that Sasquatch is, I found a little figurine in a Hobby Lobby once for like $3 and it sets, it sets on the shelf behind me. So I've got a few collectibles. I, I get things here and there. Um, in fact, this is my sewing room. My husband built for me when I decided to do this and he put, uh, letters on the outside that said squatched in so this is oh, my squatched nice. in <laughs> nice. well i mean it's 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 actually really cool that uh you know that, that i found you and uh i i have posted in that particular group on facebook so many different times you know and left links to the different uh, podcast players and apps and things 
to let people know that, you know, I'm, I'm legitimate and, you know, mm-hmm. people are, are posting on there that, you know, it's, it's the first time that they've ever told anybody about their experiences. And then all of a sudden you get all these people that are denying what they saw. Yeah. Well, that's not, that's not any other, anybody else's place to do your, you know, you shouldn't be denying somebody else's experience because you didn't personally experience that. I understand yeah. if you don't believe that's fine. If you're a skeptic, that's fine. But don't try to discount something that somebody's personally right. seen. Right. I don't believe everything I read and everything that I see, but I do have an open mind. So and that's a good thing to have. Yeah. Especially in this field. <laughs> yes. Where yes. everybody thinks just because you saw a Sasquatch or you came in contact with a Sasquatch or you grew, actually grew up around them like we did, that you're nuts. And uh, I'm not nuts. And then I've had people, oh, well, you're just uneducated. I'm like, well, I could, you know, start breaking out things that would make your eyes twitch. So, oh, there's different levels of education and different things to be intelligent about. So, well, the other thing be- that the other thing, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. The, the, the other thing that I love is people hear my, my voice and they hear my accent. They automatically assume that, you know, because I grew up way back in the sticks, which I did. Mm hmm. And for a long time, I never wore shoes. I wore moccasins. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, I was uh, growing up in the in the mountains of North Carolina, basically running around in overalls and, you know, just with, with the top button, you know, one of the top yeah. buttons just flopping open. I'm, I'm just a help belly. And that's what people assume. And then they, you know, get to know me and they, oh, wow. Did you still <laughs> talk that way? Yeah. I had, I had you- somebody once asked me what my IQ was. And I'm like, I'm not telling you. Why? Because I don't want to be treated any differently than anybody else. So I, you know, I have not allowed myself to lose my accent. Mm-hmm. I do not pr- promote myself as being smart. No matter how smart I am, it doesn't matter. That's neither here nor there. But, you know, I act the same way that I did as I was growing up. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I want people to see me for me. I don't want you know people to see me for, you should be working for NASA. I can't stand those people. No. <laughs> yeah, I, I understand that. I'm uh, I tell people I'm pretty smart for a girl and leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> well, women control the world. I mean, you know, they they are in possession of the one thing that can make a man cry, and that's a brain. Yep. <laughs> sure can. <laughs> and everybody listening was going, that's not the way I thought he was going with that. No. <laughs> family show <laughs> well i mean th- this one yes uh most of the other po- uh, po- uh, podcast episodes i mean i i label them label them as explicit and on certain podcast players i actually put it up on youtube i put it up not intended for kids unless mm-hmm. the, the adult wants the kid to be there right and, and and that's fine i have no issues with that but i do label them explicit because normally i don't have a filter between brain and mouth and i, and I will just say what i want to say but certain, you know, when I talk to certain people, I, I pretty much gauge the person, you know, off of how they present themselves and how they speak before the episode. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, I'll uh, you know, flip that imaginary switch to where my brain will curb how I would normally speak. Because yeah, I normally right. use I, I normally use every word in the English and non-English dictionary. <laughs> it's not something you have to worry about with me. <laughs> Well, I, I'm did too see, old. I did see that you had a tattoo on your arm. I do. And, I do. Whoa. 
and What's the rest of it yep, right there. And a lot of people that that, that I uh, actually talk to that will actually want to be interviewed, a lot of them um, have been, and and I have no problem with this because my better half's family is actually LDS. Mm-hmm. So I I have no issues with that. I've actually wanted to try to get them to come onto the podcast to you know tell so, some of the you know miracles or experiences and stuff that they've had, and they won't not her family, but other LDS members, and they won't do it. So mm-hmm. I've tried that with other you know denominations within within the uh churches and things and they won't do it i'm like why i got one guy one elderly man here in town that actually told of an experience that he had with a guardian angel one it's mind-blowing people talk about how you know they want to talk to somebody and they want to get these experiences out and they want to share it but then when you put them on the spot they're like no why (laughs) Why cry? Why cry about you want to get it out to the world, but you, but then you want, don't want to talk to anybody? So I got to thinking about it, and it's and it's it's because of the stigma that that sur- surrounds everything that science says can't exist, right? So science says angels and demons can't exist, that Sasquatch can't exist, that this can't exist, and that can't exist, and then you follow uh, pages on Facebook like Sasquatch Highway that mm-hmm. like to shut people down when you don't follow their beliefs. Well, I believe that humans are very 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 arrogant um we think we know everything we've seen everything we've done everything and we know everything about everything we don't we have no clue no um especially when it comes to bigfoot people say well i've been everywhere in those woods my life i spent my life out there well were you in every spot in the woods every second of every day no you weren't so if you weren't in every spot in the woods for every second of every day you have no idea what's out there Right. I mean, I mean that, that, that's that's just like the uh was it the um Boggy Creek mm-hmm. the um show or, or movie rather the legend mm-hmm. of Boggy Creek. There's a there, there's one instance in there to where one of the kids who are who's older or dead by now was out hunting in the woods and you know they didn't tell it in the movie but in the interview they he actually said that he had never seen anything like that in the woods prior or after. Mhm. It was just that one time. I mean, I've interviewed hunters that told me about, you know, instances of having bears climb up a tree. Yes. Under them on, in, uh, in uh, deer stands. Yeah. And, but, or what they thought was a bear. But then when they looked down, they realized the thing had arms and legs like a man. <laughs> and, I, and I asked them, I'm like, so you realize that that wasn't a bear? It had to have been a bear. Yeah. Denial. Why did it have to? Why did it have to be? A, did it have a, a a a muzzle on its face? No, it was flat faced like a man. Have you ever seen a bear like that? No. Then it wasn't a bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's all they can wrap their brains around, though. It's too much. It's just too much to take in. I think. I agree, and and I've said the same thing. You know, people say, "Well, why do you interview all these people? You know, even the ones you know that." which I don't know, but they say even the ones that you know are making it up. And like I tell people, well, it's like this. You could have a four-foot flying saucer land in your backyard and a little two-foot alien come out that looked like Elvis with purple skin. (laughs) What is actually happening is your mind cannot wrap itself around what you're actually seeing, Mm -hmm. so it's projecting things that you have seen in the past. So you've watched shows about UFOs, so you see a UFO. You've, you you know about Elvis, and you know what the color purple is. Mm-hmm. 
So that's what your mind makes you remember. Mm -hmm. It was not what you saw because you could have saw, saw a 30 foot spacecraft and what came out were the little grays or the reptilians or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But your mind will not let you remember that because it was so traumatized. Yeah. Yeah. The brain does a lot to protect itself. And, you know, and, and I get a lot of flack for that. I get a lot of flack for, you know, telling, I mean, me personally, not the guests on the show or anything, but me personally, how I have gotten a lot of flack for the story, the, the recounting of the stories that I've told. Some of them I actually had to go under hypnosis to remember because I could remember being there, but I couldn't remember the details. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then some of the things that I talk about and, and people basically want to try to discount discount me for the things that i say and i'm sorry but on this podcast and i'm not knocking any other podcast or the way that they you know uh, run them or anything else but on this particular podcast what we talk about we do a lot of research on before we do the podcast mm -hmm. you know and more times than not the information is undeniable and like the BYU professor and the information that we use from him, it's beyond reproach. Yes. And it upsets people because they can't pick it apart. We're but, back to arrogant, being arrogant again. I know. And I wish people weren't <laughs> like that, but that'll never happen. So no, it won't. So we just keep believing what we believe and doing what we're doing. And either they catch up with it or they don't. Now, the, the cool thing with what you're doing is is you're making these posable plushies. Mm -hmm. I guess you could call that. Or stuffed animals or stuffed squatches. Yeah. And, you know, you're selling them and shipping them all over the place. Mm -hmm. And there could be people that are skeptics or non-believers who buy these things in the future that may go, hey, you know, if this is a possibility and this woman's actually able to make these things like this, and it's a depiction of something that should exist. Not like, well, I, I can't really say that the troll dolls are, are a depiction of something that doesn't exist because there's history <laughs> on those too. So yes, um, maybe not the, the floppy hair, but there's still <laughs> history on, <laughs> on trolls. But, uh, you know, it, this could be a really good thing. Well, my husband says I sell people, some people their dream what they really want to have they can have their very own squatch other people will see it as a cute little collectible and maybe they'll think about it a little more if it's something they're interested in or have an inkling in their mind that it might be out there and then somebody may buy one one day that's really good at, with a uh, film and try to turn this thing into a you know a sasquatch sighting <laughs> <laughs> a friend of mine said i should do a, a whole oh. series of books and i'm like oh no 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 i don't have the time for that <laughs> oh come on you could do a whole you, you could do little uh children's stories you know like 15 pages long or so i don't draw hmm. no there are people out there that do yeah i heard that <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not offering i'm just saying i'm, I'm actually uh i'm currently um I don't know if you could we call it sequestered or I, I can't think, think of the word I'm looking for, but I actually uh, am the um, artist for a local author here in town. Oh, very nice. Right. Uh, right now. Currently she's done uh, two books and they're about uh, it's not the typical 
person become a werewolf type thing. It's it's not the you know the, the Twilight version or anything mm-hmm. like that. It's uh the girl becomes an actual wolf. And, you know, it's it's the first one was and it and they can be found on Amazon. She doesn't know I'm doing this. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it anyway. So people so people can hear it. The the books can be found on Amazon. The first one is called uh, Becoming Luna. And the second one is uh I believe uh the Alpha's Return or Return of the Alpha. I'm not quite quite sure if it's completed yet, but it'll mm-hmm. be available on, on Amazon soon. And I did the cut, you know, the the uh, art, the artwork on the covers and stuff. Oh, I, uh, I along see that. with, along with uh, the on the becoming Luna, there's a, a girl sitting on a rock, and that's actually one of her friend's daughters that drew the girl. The only thing oh, I cool. did was added color to it and cleaned up the pencil scratches and things. Mm-hmm. But I love that. So, so it's, it's so her name is actually Sarah Ball. Sarah Ball, I'll have to look that up. Yep. That'll be cool to see. A nice plug for her too. No, sir. <laughs> it, it's, it's the first time I'd, I'd, I'd ever actually thought about, you know, doing it or saying anything. So, so I wish I mean, her well. I wish her but, well. I mean, she's somebody who didn't think that she had a lot of time to write a book either. And she's already written one, working on another, and then has like eight or nine others, you know, just sitting in the wings. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd, uh, I'd have to find an illustrator because i don't draw <laughs> <laughs> well think about this sometime put little uh get get the little lithium ion batteries you know the, the lifetime batteries mm-hmm. and put a little voice box inside the squatches Let i've had somebody things. i've had somebody talk to me about that just doing growls and stuff and adding a growl track or something to them so they would yeah, sound a growl or whoops. track or Talk to Ron Moorhead from the Sierra Sounds. Yes. And see if it lets you use some of those sounds or that'd you know, be crazy. Or things. <laughs> well, and another thing, these my my squatches are not really meant for kids because there is small yeah. parts. Um, I just want to make that clear. A lot of people want to buy them for kids and nurseries, and I'm going. You know, I you can, but I would really suggest that you don't because they are they do have small pieces. They are meant to be. A collectible, not a toy. Yeah, yeah. Well, th- th- then it it becomes a legal thing and liability, and if anything breaks off, you're actually liable for it because you've made it. So, right. yeah, it's totally understandable. So, so, so everybody listening, pay attention to what she said. Her squatches are not toys; they are collectibles. They are meant to be like you know, you walk into your grandma's uh, doll bedroom and she has these <laughs> millions of dolls around the room. <laughs> Same thing. For looky, not touchy. <laughs> yeah, well, they are snuggable. I mean, they're they're good to to hug up to and stuff. But yeah, they just I just would hate to see something get ruined just because a kid, oh yeah, you know, but or get hurt. I don't want a kid to get hurt from that. Right, right. So I mean, it's, you don't want them to be, to be like it was in the seventies when they brought out the lawn darts. <laughs> I played with those. <laughs> I did too. <laughs> Friend of mine from. Uh, elementary school actually had one stabbed into his foot through his shoe because his bright idea was not to throw the lawn dart at the at the ring yeah his idea was to throw it straight up in the air and see where it came down <laughs> in your foot oh yeah in your foot <laughs> top of your head. yeah top of your head that's the worst scary one. Oh my oh i wish i could go back to the to, to the old days i mean Things are getting hard on everybody. I mean, we've been having it hard too, but everybody has. And 
you know, I was talking to a, an acquaintance and we were talking about food and he was talking about, you know, butchering an elk. And I'm like, dude, what I wish I was butchering right now is like 200, 300 pounds less than an elk, but tastes way better. And he said, what's that? I said, goat. <laughs> I've had goat. It's very good. Yes, it's very it good. Awesomely good. Yep. But, you know, people around here don't understand that, you know, whenever I have any kind of meat that's on a bone, I always keep the bones. I keep the tallow. I keep everything. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, why are you keeping all that? I was like, well, it's the way I was raised. We'd butcher a goat on Thursdays. We would use everything, including the hide. Mm -hmm. And I mean everything. And the parts that you couldn't get the meat off of would actually boil the meat off of, like the head and stuff like mm -hmm. that, take the eyeballs out, the brain, everything, everything. Yep. And th there would be no, you know, waste. But you go to restaurants and, and you look at their bins and they always have waste. Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, everything can be used just, just because somebody goes, ew, that's nasty. If you grind it up, they don't know what's in there. <laughs> uh, we we butcher our own deer and you know, we make we make use of everything we possibly can that bones get boiled down for the dogs so they can have dog yep. food. And I mean, that's that's how we do it. That's the way it you, should be done. And you're talking about goat. Um, growing up in Oregon, we had antelope, which is basically wild big goat. And oh, some of the best meat you'll ever have. I love it. Yeah, we have uh, antelope that run wild on the flats here. And mm -hmm. nobody will kill them because they're nasty. They got too, too gamey of a taste. And I, and I told one guy, I said, how long have you lived here? All my life. How long have you been a hunter? Oh. All my life. How long have you processed your own meat? All my life. So... This is coming from somebody who is not from Idaho that can act, that was actually born and raised in the hills. Let me ask mm. you, have you ever heard of water? Yeah. Salt? Yeah. White vinegar? Yeah. What's that going to do? I said, everything you kill, if it has a gamey taste, you take a big cooler, you, co you cut it up in, into its you know parts or whatever you're going to mm. use, whether it be backstrap, whatever, throw it immediately into that mixture. Let it set overnight and then rinse it off the next morning. Won't have that gamey flavor anymore. Oh, you're kidding. Try it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, well, just a little sagebrush. Like, right. When it tastes like vinegar or salt, I'm like, no, because the, the, the salt opens muscle. Even muscles have, you know, the, the fibrous tissues and the, it, it actually has a type of pore. Mm -hmm. The salt will actually open up all the all the uh, fibrous tissues in the muscle. And then the vinegar will draw out any toxins or bad tastes. And then That's what you'll cool. be left with, it, it's clear when you start, it'll be murky when you're done. Mm -hmm. So you rinse it off, call it good. Do, you can do the same thing with carp. Uh-huh. And people, it's like, you've lived in the hills how long and you don't know this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, not everybody understands. There's people that say they don't want to kill animals. They just want to go to the grocery store and buy the meat. So what do you know? I wish you hadn't said that because every time somebody says that, it always brings back, back to memory. 1980s <laughs> in newspapers around the country, uh, news agencies posted this. Mm -hmm. Now, it's it's been on the Internet, so people think it came from the Internet, but it came from the 1980s. I remember reading it in the paper. In the paper, there was an article from a woman that, that said, and I quote, and I'm sorry if this woman's still alive. I'm not making fun of you, but people need to hear this. In the newspaper article, it says, I don't understand, and it gave her name, but I'm not going to give her name. I don't understand why people think it's 
a great thing or that they have to go go out into the, the wild and hunt and kill animals when they can just go to the grocery store and buy the meat where no animals were harmed. <laughs> and that's called the dumbing down of America, but well, that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was in the eighties and you know what well, people are doing now. I mean, they're eating yeah. Tide Pods for God's sake. <laughs> well, not all of us. <laughs> Well, we're from a generation to where we knew chemical bad may kill. Stay away. <laughs> I mean, there were things that, were, that that we were taught, you know, before we were ever able to walk and talk, you know, like don't touch the stove. It's hot. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, don't play with a gun. You know, it could kill you. Don't, you know, play in traffic. You could get run over. I mean, these are things that we were taught before we were even able to walk and talk. But now uh, kids growing up nowadays, it's like, you actually drink from a garden hose? Are you serious? (laughs) Because you didn't go in the house all day because mom was busy. Right. You were thrown out of the house the minute you woke up. You didn't come back in until the streetlights came on unless you lived in the woods. And then you came in when you heard your mother yell for you. (laughs) and that can happen a couple of different times throughout the day and then you get told to get back the hell out of the house (laughs) go find something to do i mean it's it's, i always said i didn't want to be alive because you know you always heard that this was coming that you Mm -hmm. know modern times were coming and i always said i didn't want to be alive when it got here but but i still am you know, beyond my attempts to, you know, not be alive, which you know, not suicide or anything like that, but all the dumb stuff I did growing up, <laughs> like jumping, you know, a 30 foot gullies on a bike and you don't make it all the way across. That's a hard landing. Oh, yeah. Or uh, <laughs> running a uh, dirt bike down uh, about a quarter of a mile strip down a guy's backyard, hitting a ramp and the guy not telling you, oh, they drained the lake so they could fix the culvert. Oh no! And about you know, as soon as you clear the pine trees, you look down and there's no water. You see a lot of mud and you know hard packed earth, but no water. And then you hear him. Oh, by the way, the lake's drained. Shit. <laughs> he told me. I'm, okay, so the no, there were cell phones at that point in time, but they didn't have cameras on them. So he tells me he he's like you know after I get out of the hospital, he's like, well. uh, do you remember playing with Silly Putty as a kid? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you ever throw it against a wall? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you know how it spread it out? It spread out. And I'm like, oh, yeah. He's like, that's kind of what you look like when when you hit the lake, the, the lake bed. You just kind of. <laughs> oh, man. Holy cow. Yeah. So despite my best efforts, I'm still here. And the things that kids say nowadays. It's not even a Bill Cosby or a Jeff Foxworthy thing that, you know, the kids say the damnedest things. But the things that kids say nowadays, the way the teenagers act, the way some of the adults act, some people's kids, man. Uh, yep. I worked yeah. in the school system for a while, so, yeah, I've seen a lot of that. Well, you wouldn't have survived in, in, in my childhood days. I mean, we, we had BB gun wars. We had wars where we'd go out in, in the woods and find thorn bushes and just whip each other with a woman so <laughs> i hate those things they're everywhere here <laughs> or you or you'd get the uh 
the uh, town bully or wherever you were to start chasing you. So you think, oh, I'll go through the woods. You won't catch me. And you get more damage done to you by the, the, the underbrush and the thorns and everything else that that bully could ever do to you. Ugh, those briars are nasty. <laughs> or get one of your cousins who has this thing about, I don't like you because you get everything and I don't get anything. And they decide to throw you into a blackberry bush. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah, I was tortured as a child, but hey. <laughs> You're tough now, right? That's right. But I love my, I, I, uh, you know, I, I say I loved my childhood. My childhood kind of sucked for other reasons. But, you know, looking back on the good times, I loved it. And looking back on all the experiences that, that I had with, with uh, Sasquatch and other creatures in the woods that actually exist that people still don't believe, but whatever, um, you know, it was great. I mean, I wouldn't have changed it for anything. Yeah. Yeah. It was a much simpler then. Oh yeah. A lot simpler. Lot rent wasn't $500 a month. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Cars didn't cost 40 grand. Mm -mm. Nope. You pick up a good uh, fastback or a Mustang Mach one for about eight grand. <laughs> Now you look at them on Facebook, they're 120 grand. In their rusted, dreams. Yeah, rusted, <laughs> no tires, no engine, no interior, 120 grand. No. No. What's wrong with you? This was a classic car. This was a car that we had to repair every week because something always broke down. Oh, my. Yeah, my mom always told me I should have been a comedian, and I went into, being, went into podcasting, so. Yeah, you can get by with it. You can do that both. <laughs> What's so funny about your life? Have you met me? <laughs> oh, my. But you said that you were pressure cooking sweet potatoes, and I don't want them to get uh, overcooked or whatever. I mean, I, I know the pressure cooker will start whistling, and but still, heat on anything after it's cooked, it'll continue to cook. So Right. So uh, if, if you want, you can... Uh, Plug your uh, uh, Kiss My Squatch on Facebook again if you'd like, and uh, I guess we'll call it a day. Okay, well, yeah, just look up Kiss My Squatch and Kiss My Squatch Designs, and I've got everything posted there. I've got prices posted there. I've got um, everything I have available, but I do take special orders. If people have something they want just the way they want it, I'm good with that. We can build you something just exactly the way you want to see it. Okay, so if somebody were to, now this is just spitballing, but if somebody would ask you that, or tell you rather that they wanted a scene of Bluff Creek with Patty walking and then in the background, two little tiny figures of uh, uh, God, Patterson and Gimlin filming the whole thing, could you do that? I make Sasquatch dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do film sets. <laughs> Hey, you know there's going to be somebody that asks. So. I will do my best to make my customers happy. I can't promise anything when it comes to <laughs> things that are off subject of what I do. <laughs> All righty. Well, I, it, it was uh, wonderful talking to you and wonderful learning about these things because I've seen them and I was like, man, that'd be cool to have. And then I looked around the room and I'm like, they really don't have anywhere to put anything like that. Oh, we could find you a spot. I could I could find you a spot. No worries. Just you know the shelf. See right behind your head by the window there. Just you know the shelf. You can set it right there. Yeah, I, I think I have some more turtles to go there. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, I really, really appreciate you contacting me and wanting to share my stuff with everybody. It's been fun. Yeah, and you know, like I said uh, before we started recording, if uh, you have you have anybody or know anybody or anything like that that would uh, like to contact us, you can give them the website, or you could just direct them straight to me on Facebook, or you could play middleman if it's you know somebody who doesn't partake in electronics. Or... I I know some people so. might be interested in talking to you. All right. Well. It was it was fun. Uh, I want you to have a wonder a wonderful rest of your day and a better day tomorrow. And uh, we'll catch you next time. It's been great. Thanks. Bye bye. Yep. Find us online at www.investigation-cryptoparaology.com. That's investigation-cryptoparaology.com. On Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash investigation crypto. On YouTube at www.youtube.com forward slash investigation cryptoparaology. On Instagram at www.instagram.com forward slash invest crypt. That's I N V E S C R Y P T. On TikTok at www.tiktok.com forward slash at Investigation Crypto Para. You can also find us on all major podcast players and podcast player apps like Amazon Music, Anchor FM, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. And we continue adding new podcast players daily. If you would like to contact us to get on the show, or about an encounter, interaction, or experience that you or someone you know has had, you can do, do so by emailing us at will, W-I-L-L, at investigation-cryptoparaology.com. That's investigation-cryptoparaology.com. Also, I would like to add, if, if you or someone you know is having a hard time with life, and feel as if there's just no hope left, there is help. You can call the U.S. National Suicide and Prevention Hotline by dialing 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255 or by texting 741-741. If you are a veteran or active duty military, you can call 1-800-273-8255 and then press 1. Cause my monster's out there.